there is a narrative out there that we, the Freedom Caucus is the Hell No Caucus. Uh, how many of you have heard that? Okay, I will, I will let you raise your hand on that one, all right? Uh, there's also a narrative out there that there is no way that we will ever get to yes. So one of the things that I, I told our members is, is that you have to do two things. In, in the Freedom Caucus, there are two rules. You have to be able to say no to leadership, but you also have to say yes to leadership. And so many times people focus on the no to leadership side of things that they miss the yes to leadership. And uh, if you're going to do that, you will always frustrate everyone because if you're never a yes, there's no reason to have you at the table. You know, if you think about it, if I'm always going to be a no, they'll just assume that I'm a no and, uh, and why come and have the debate. So we have started to press that over and over and over again in working with our current leadership, whether it's been the speaker or whether it's been uh, Leader McCarthy. Uh, I can tell you in the, in the lead up to the tax reform debate, there were dates that quite frankly were important to members of the Freedom Caucus that we actually moved it along and got it done last year, not this year. And uh, Leader McCarthy was able to to not only deliver on those dates, but he actually went above and beyond to make sure that we hit those target dates. So I share that because a lot of times what people see is they'll read Politico or The Hill and they form their opinion on members of Congress. So here is the, the other thing I would say. In this debate for speakership, uh, it, there is not a race right now. The, the speaker obviously is going to be here until November. Some of you would question that because you're saying, well, there's a whole lot of jockeying behind the position. What we do know is he'll either be here till November or there will be a baton passing that will be of his choosing. And I, and I say that there is not going to be a forced coup or anything else to say that we need to change the leadership and because i don't know that that helps any of us you know everybody thinks well gosh if you just have a different speaker the midterms will turn out different and that's not the case guys let me tell you what's going to what's really going to determine the midterms and i am not as pessimistic about it is there energy on the other side there is without a doubt but I also know that if we continue to work, whether it's on the farm bill next week, or whether it's on transportation, or whether it's on other issues that are important to the American people, if they continue to see that we're delivering, what will happen is those will compound the actual growth that we're seeing right now with the tax cuts. I you know each and every day you have people that are opening their 401ks. Now this is not bonuses, this is not anything else. All of a sudden they're starting to look at that. You get liberals who, the story was told yesterday, a liberal who was saying that they didn't want to open their 401k because they might have to vote Republican later because it has grown so much. Now, now if, if that is not an interesting narrative, I don't know what is. So here, here's the other, other thing that I would like to, to offer. When I came to Congress, uh, I thought that if you had a good idea, what you would do, it was very naive, I was a business guy, and in business, you get paid for one thing, results. You know, here, you get paid for effort, and uh, and I have, a, I have a real problem when you get paid for effort and it doesn't really produce real results. And that's why when our office, and some of you have dealt with us, if you come and talk to us about a particular problem, we not only want to act on it, we will act on it. We have a matrix that says, all right, what did you do with this request? Did it get done? And whether you like the outcome or not, 
it's important that we circle back and make sure that it gets done. And, and I know Paul and his team actually leads that more so than, than ever before. But here's the other thing that I would, would offer. When we're in the middle of a debate, even in this room, you will find all kinds of different opinions. And when you have those different opinions, you have trade-offs. You have to say, all right, well, what's the truth in this? What's the truth in that? And, uh, and I ask hard questions when they come in. I'll say, okay, would you prefer, like on the tax reform debate when we were having these, no change in tax policy, uh, or if we can't get what you want, leave the status quo, or this is a nice to have. Now that's a harder question for some of you because you're advocating on behalf of clients and others where you say we must have this, we must have that. The interesting thing is so many people came in and they said, you know what, I'd rather have it the way it is now if you don't change this provision or that provision. It let me know the priority, the priority that was out there. I mean, there were some companies that honestly, the way the original bill came out would have put them out of business. So they would have preferred to have the status quo. Uh, my, my other encouragement to you is, is this. Um, as the Freedom Caucus continues to hopefully get more into the policy, in fact, we're right now in the process of looking at the next seven months and saying, okay, what are the important priorities that we can accomplish between now and November? It is not directed at the speaker's race. It's not directed at any other leadership race. It's saying, what will we accomplish? I think if we accomplish those things, what will happen is, is not only will people not care as much about who the speaker is, it will serve us well, the Republicans well, in the midterms. Because they're all, because they're business people too, or they work for business, and they're, they care about results. Uh, and so that you'll see in the next week or so, uh, uh, a list of five things that are coming out that we think should be the priority between now and November and that are achievable. You know, you have these aspirational documents. The worst thing we can do right now is put out an aspirational document that uh, says, well, if you just give us the house one more time, uh, we'll be able to get this done. I think it has to be action-oriented with a short fuse that we get it done between now and November. Uh, so the misnumbers, and I'll, and I'll close, we'll open it up with questions because you'll, uh, we, we do enjoy a, a closer relationship with this president than perhaps the previous administration. Uh, and uh, uh, in fact, I've never seen the Oval Office until this president came into place. I probably have been now in the Oval Office uh, uh, more than I ever thought that I would. And, you know, a guy from North Carolina, from nowhere, uh, that was just a business guy now in the most powerful uh, office perhaps in the world and yet here we are I will say this all the headlines would suggest that there is this unbelievable uh, ship that doesn't have uh, a navigation and, and a point what I found is is that in all of that there is a lot more direction than you would ever imagine you know, I have conversations with the president on a, on a regular basis, and I can tell you that uh, it is a frank kind of uh, conversation. Uh, I do consider him a friend. I do realize he's the president of the United States, and I'm not. But the other part is, is I don't work for him. Uh, I work for 750,000 people in Western North Carolina. So it allows me a little bit more candor uh, than perhaps his own staff. So when I think he's going, 
a wrong way on Terrence. Uh, I was able to pick up the phone and tell him that I believed that he was going along the wrong way on Terrence. Now, uh, now it doesn't just go as I tell him that he's going the wrong way on Terrence. He then responds back why he's going the right way on Terrence, and that's a, a back and forth that goes uh, there. But I think that you even see in the, the entire tariff narrative that that has changed. It really has presented more of a negotiating uh, issue. We've got a friend from the Japanese uh, uh, embassy that is here today. Uh, Prime Minister Abe uh, obviously has been meeting with the president. The president and the prime minister have a very good relationship. But one of one of the things that I had sh shared with uh, uh, the previous Japanese ambassador was. Uh, it would be very important for them to have that one-on-one -on -one meeting with you know, their prime minister and, and our president, and yet that has taken place. So what you're starting to see is real policy that is coming out of maybe the, you know, like the phoenix rising from the ashes, real policy uh, direction coming out. Uh, and, and here would be my challenge to all of you. Make sure that your voice is heard. And, and by that, do not assume, because I, I assumed for a long time that there's no way that my voice would ever be heard within the West Wings of the Oval Office, whether it was a Republican or a Democrat. You just assume that I, I'm here to tell you good policy ideas come from all of you. They come from my district. And I, I can tell you that there's probably no less than, than six or seven different things that have now been signed into law that actually had their genesis that either came from people and groups either in this this breakfast this morning or people uh, like yourself or your colleagues or ideas from back home and they're actually in law and so uh, the, the good news this morning is is in all of that is that sometimes when we're in the bubble up here in Washington DC we miss what's happening in my district back home and in my district back home they're seeing real results. And if we can continue to deliver on that, November will not be a blue wave. Uh, the Freedom Caucus, a little thing that you probably don't, we're more sympathetic to our moderate Tuesday group guys. Now, I would venture to say, you've had more Tuesday group speakers than the Freedom Caucus has <laughs> in, in that practice. Uh, so I say that because I am without, since you're taping this, without giving names, uh, we're actually engaging with a couple of our Tuesday group uh, friends that negotiate uh, in, in a real way to actually help not only with, with fundraising, but also, uh, you know, for some of them, if it helps, I'll go in and, and endorse their opponent. Uh, <laughs> but, but in doing that, we, we understand that this is a team sport. And sometimes when you read the headlines, it doesn't seem that way, especially when it comes from the Freedom Caucus. Uh, I can tell you that, uh, uh, you know, we, we have our members that sometimes you wish they wouldn't say what they said. Um, and I think everybody has that. And yet, at the same time, uh, everybody who thinks the Freedom Caucus is a, uh, a group who thinks all together has missed the point. Our meetings, in fact, some of you, I will, we, we actually now have probably more members of Congress and more people coming in each week during our meeting to let us know on one particular issue or another. Uh, uh, Phil Rowe's gonna come in and talk about what he's doing on the VA. Uh, Christy Nome came in and talking about her efforts in terms of uh, the internet tax issue. We've had uh, just every single week we have someone 
coming in. Jared Kushner is coming in for criminal justice reform next week. But that meeting each and every week, it's a debate club. I mean, you have, you, you have, we need to do this, we need to do that. And, and it is, uh, the reporters that we've let to come in and see it in an off the record, they come out just fascinated by the fact that you have 36 people arguing back and forth from one point to another. Uh, and so I would say you can influence even a Freedom Caucus member. Um, and I would encourage you to engage them engage me uh we, we want to do that uh, this is where the fun part gets uh i'm going to close out with this true story from north carolina and then you'll do the questions and answers because that's where the tough stuff comes from and uh, and plus they'll turn off the the uh recorder so we can have a real frank discussion and, no, I'm, uh, things are not always as they seem and i just want to let you know that and just like you have a certain impression of who i am uh based on what you've read and uh, things are not always as they seem, and, and it's best illustrated by this story that comes from the mountains of North Carolina. I came from a little place, Highlands, Cashers area, the year-round population is a little over 900 people in my town. Um, and, and so we, we are 45 minutes from the closest Walmart to let you know how far out in the boonies we are. And so uh, and that's, that's a shout out to you, my Walmart friend, all right? Uh, we, we go way back, all of about 30 minutes. But uh, so as we, as we look at that, uh, we're, we're 45 minutes away from the Walmart. And so the Episcopal priest's wife uh, is going to give a speech to the ladies group. She travels down the mountain 45 minutes, realizes that she doesn't have any pantyhose on. Well, she wants to make a good impression to the ladies group that she's speaking to. So she goes down the mountain, pulls into the parking lot of the Walmart, jumps out, runs into the Walmart, buys a pantyhose, comes running back out, jumps into the car, and gets ready to take off and realizes that there's not a place to put them on between the Walmart parking lot and where she's giving the speech. So she decides to put them on in the front seat of the car. Now, without getting too graphic, you can imagine the kind of gyrations that were going on trying to put the on in the front seat of the car. And then all of a sudden, she got this weird feeling that somebody was looking at her. She looks over her left-hand shoulder, and sure enough, there is a guy staring in the window at her. She opens up the door, and she says, What do you want, you pervert? says, I don't know, ma'am, but you're sitting in my car. <laughs> True story. So things are not always as they seem. And so with that, I'll be glad to take some questions and answers.